Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. Rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Yes, my friends, it seems like it's been forever. And as you can tell, we've got the technical difficulties worked out. And I've got to apologize for that show. And that show was one that was leading right into not being back uh, last week. And to have such a a situation happen like that when you're about to go out for a week and you're going to lose a week of talking, it just all comes out real bad. And basically, that is a bad situation that has been fixed. It was a microphone issue. And so we're going to start this show off the way that it should be. And if it happens again, we know how to fix it, guys. So let's start off. It's the Troubadour of Talk and the Toxic Shock Jock of Blog Talk. I am Sam, and I am here to host the Big Brother After Show, live from Dead Lizard Studios, 20 minutes south of Atlanta. We're still a little hot, but not too hot. Check out our Twitter, BB After Show, and check out our friends at Mortys.com. They have everything you need there, all the spoilers, they have Interesting trivia stuff to do. You get prizes. You win Big Brother shirts. They do everything outside of Big Brother as well. I mean, you're talking about Amazing Race and, you know, Survivor, all of that stuff. I mean, they do it all, guys, and it's all the time. The original site that brought you spoilers on reality shows, go visit Mortys.com. Visit them, www.mortystv forward slash bb forward slash slash dot com. And visit them on Twitter. Morty's TV. Again, sorry guys for the technical issues. And I even re recorded a second part. And what ended up happening was I'm in the middle of talking to you guys, and something happened with Blog Talk, and it may happen again. And man, let's hope not. But Blog Talk has those moments where maybe once or twice a year, as you're doing your show, you end up losing microphone. I mean, everything just goes out, everything disconnects. And you don't even really realize it. Nothing even tells you that it's happening. And you have to constantly go between your notes and the studio um, platform. And so this is what was frustrating. I felt like I was on a roll two weeks ago. I mean, one of the better shows, and that says a lot, okay, because most of the shows aren't that great. You guys know. 
I was actually in the middle of a really great show. I was going to wrap up this thing nice and tight. I had some things I had going on last week that I was going to skip. You know, I had to skip last week because of the timing issue. And in the middle of the show, as I'm in my JC spiel, which would have played perfectly to this week, everything just starts, it goes out. I try to come back. When I come back, everything is unclear. I didn't feel like you guys would hear it as bad because I do have kind of a headset thing. It didn't sound awful through mine. I could hear a pop, but, man, when I went back and listened, guys, it was embarrassing. And so halfway through that show, I mean, we were rocking and rolling. We get to the back half of that show, and I just it just goes into this awful, awful-sounding situation. And now I know how to kind of remedy that, so be patient if it happens again. But it was like it cut off, and then when we, we – tried to fix the microphone with the phone call in and I think that just what that's what made it worse honestly and so I apologize to you that's not our quality that we're used to putting up for you guys uh, I did try to record the second half again and you know it just doesn't have the same effect I mean when we get rolling you guys know how this thing works man when we start the flame and we get burning it's hard to put it out and start over again you know and so you do that second and you guys don't want to hear two-part shows so we're going to try to do it right this time. Uh, everything should be fixed. I've listened to myself currently. Everything sounds good. Check, check. Hopefully we're going to keep rolling, and we're going to roll on to the end of the season, guys. And it's starting to get kind of good. Sorry about the personal time off last week, too. I know that that kind of ran into things. It's probably going to hurt listener sh- uh, listenership. But hopefully some of you guys come back. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're back on. Everything sounds good. Everything's fine. And i got to be honest with you guys, this is my favorite time of Big Brother season. This is a time when alliances fracture, the bad players are starting to leave the game, people realize the end is near, the money becomes a bigger deal because they're closer to it, they can smell it, smells like that beautiful Federal Reserve ink on this cotton paper going to be delivered in a suitcase minus Uncle Sam's 50%, which is, you know, that's tough to, the stuff to swallow. But the paranoia of the jurors thinking that the remaining players did things to them, it matters because you start thinking about how, and we saw a little bit of that tonight, where, you know, players begin to think about jurors. They start thinking about those messages they left that sounded really funny at first. And that strike back that they might end up paying for if they make it to the end. This is where season 20 is going to either be great or it's going to be May. Okay? You get what I'm saying? Either it's going to be great here as we start this last part of the, of the season. I'll tell you guys, it's in three parts. You've got an opening, you've got a middle game, and you've got an end game. I see a lot of things that I like in this end game, a lot of things I hate in this end game from players that have been pretty prominent this season, and we're going to get into that. <clears throat> but this is the, whenever we hit this double eviction and jury starts filling up, this is the time that a season is make or break. Now, I told you guys, I love a season where we're going to have a house divide. We actually got it this season. The only thing I didn't plan on was that one half of the house would be as dumb as a, as a chopping block. We thought they would get a clue. They didn't, unfortunately. This is not a 
season six situation like I was hoping for. Uh, half of the house is really, really clueless. And we didn't get what we really wanted from this. But we are going to see level six devour itself. I told you guys, alliances have to cannibalize themselves. They can't take four people, six people, eight people, ten people to the finale. They can't do it. Somebody has to do something. I think we're going to see something happen in this double eviction. Now, kicking off where a lot of things were left off, we saw a jury battle back where Scotty returns. And I really like Scotty being the returning player. First of all, I thought, forgive me, that it's possible that Scotty, being the competitor that he is, would wake up and come back into this game and really play for it. And you can't ever judge somebody's competition or their ability to compete because, you know, everybody's in a different situation. I mean, that's like saying that no matter what, <coughs> you're going to win this HOH comp. But I will say this. This is what I don't like about Battlebacks. I'm okay with it. And I like the fact that, you know, Scotty came back with a lot of information. I know that Fessy told him a lot of things. And he also knew a lot of things from jury. You know, usually they try to keep all that under wraps. They kind of sequester people or whatever. You know, they try to keep them from talking. They really let these guys kind of let Scotty know what was going on. And I liked that. I think that that should be fine. I don't like this secrecy of somebody being able to come back being sequestered. It's a disadvantage for the person coming back. They come back, they're clueless, they don't know who was working with who, they don't have anything going on. However, everybody else in the house is aware of things. I always have felt that anyone that's going to come back in a battleback situation should be allowed to intermingle with other people that have been evicted. They should be allowed to intermingle with people they're competing with and find out information. It is not fair to throw these people back into a game sometimes where they've been out for two or three weeks and expect them to be able to jump back in this house and know everything that's going on. That's why we see so many battle-back winners go home early. And I'm going to tell you something else. I am on this. I'm going to die on this hill, guys. Battle-back winners should have a week of safety. You are throwing these people back to the wolves. You're wasting a complete HOH. You're wasting a week for the viewer. Everything is pointless because we don't see that battle back winner. The odds usually of them winning HOH, they're coming off of this battle back. You know, everything's still going on with them, and then they got to turn around and play an HOH usually within a day. They're trying to get things caught up. They're trying to figure out who's working with who. Battle back winners should be excluded from the HOH but they should be given immunity for the week. They should be given safety for the week. That allows them to reintegrate into the situation. That allows them to reestablish their position, and it's the right thing to do. I cannot stand bringing somebody back and allowing them to go home three days later, a week later, being on the block as soon as they walk back in the door. What is the point? It's one of the biggest mysteries of production. I mean, and there are lots of them. I mean, you go through production, you think of all the stupid things that have been done, and you can write a book. But in this situation, it's very, very matter of fact that we have to fix this problem 
with battleback people coming back and being immediately put back on the block and wasting everyone's time. It wastes the viewer's time. It wastes the person's time to battle back. All that excitement Scotty had him. He saw the energy when he's leaving. I mean, it's just boundless energy because the guy's been in the house a week, didn't ever think he was going to come back. He's, he's hit with this information. He gets to fight back. He wins. He does all that is necessary. Once you win the battle back, that is as good to me as you winning an HOH for that week. You should be safe. You should be able to reestablish your position in the house. You should be able to refigure out who's with who in this house. It's a huge disadvantage. But I thought Scotty would be the better one. Scotty's been very disappointing for me, guys. Very disappointing. I picked some winners over the seasons. I mean, you can go back and listen to prior seasons. I have picked winners. Not always, but I have picked winners, and I've picked people that get into Final Fours at the beginning of the season. This one I really thought Scotty. I really thought Scotty's going to be a player. I didn't know he's going to have kind of the social anxiety that he deals with, and that was going to be this frustrating to watch him. But I want to talk about the potential for a great season and how it's kind of been ruined. And it's a catch-22 because it's been ruined by the players and by the Level 6 alliance. I can't take credit away from the Level 6. They played an incredible game. They've dominated this game. Even when things didn't go their way, things still went their way. If you didn't win an HOH, you still got the result of the eviction that you wanted. They couldn't have played any better. But the L6 playing an incredible game is really translated into Tyler and Angela playing a great game. But don't think that I'm going to cut KC out of this because I've got something to say about KC. And it's going to come a little later because, of course, she's won the HOH. But imagine Tyler and Angela on separate sides of the house this season. I think it changes everything. You simply have the better players all in one alliance. And this season, unfortunately, will not bring its full potential until this last month plays out. When everyone in level six realizes Tyler is someone they can't take and win against. And until then, we should see the same thing over and over and over, L6 in control. But the time is running out. The food is running short for this monster to eat. I like a good small alliance. I've always said that. I don't like the ten person. Six is nice. Level six was a nice sized group. And they gave us that. They gave us that nice-sized, perfect number of alliance members where they can work together, nobody flies off the handle, everybody's tight. But it was so obvious that L6 was too dominant to make the season really great. I mean, it was fun at first, right? It was fun. But L6's dominance stole a lot of things from us. I think it actually stole Tyler's great gameplay from us because 90% of the game, Tyler literally had no worries week to week. We saw the best player in the game have no worry week to week. And any time he thought he was going to be put up, we, I'm going to say y'all gave him an app. Fair enough. I mean, they're going to give you the opportunity to give him one. You chose him. That's fantastic. I like Tyler. At that time, I probably would have voted for him. I stay out of the votes because I want to be unbiased in the seasons. But I'm not taking away from Tyler's masterful gameplay. 
But to look back, Tyler's challenges and his achievements, most of the time were pointless. Your best player in this game is not a guy who ever had to really face any adversity. So we never got to see Tyler's greatness of what does Tyler do when it's on his tail. When his tail is caught, when his butt's on fire, is Tyler good enough to Dan out of this, to Will out of this, to Dr. Will, to Dan Giesling himself, to, to, to get himself untwisted. We never were able to really see that because at all sides, at all points, he did set himself up for great protection. But that alliance was so dominant that it shielded him. And the help of Angela, and now Casey winning POVs, JC giving him information. I take nothing away from Tyler's great gameplay. He is the best player in this season. But I would have, I would have liked to seen Tyler have to survive a little bit. And I think it takes away from his greatness of his gameplay is the fact that he's so comfortable in this season. And maybe that's what makes him a, such a great player. I mean, we saw that with Derek. Tyler has been masterful. But L6 has seemed to strangle this season to the point of unenjoyability. I mean, it's really hard to enjoy these HOHs, and it's hard to enjoy these POVs. It's hard to enjoy so much of it because there's no adversity. You need the adversity in these seasons. You need the flip and flop. And that could have been done. It could have been done. Bailey could have done it. You know, uh, Haley could have done it. Fessy could have done it. So many opportunities to make it happen. The only HOH from that side of the house that did anything was Scotty's. And how long ago did Winston go out? So here we are. We're at the HOH last week. We see Tyler win it. No surprise here. And the no adversity makes it unenjoyable. And again, it reminds me a lot about a lot of Derek in a way, where Derek played in a very weak cast. Derek played in a very weak cast, but Tyler plays in a very strong alliance. How good are these guys? How good is Derek when he's challenged in a great cast? How good is Tyler if Tyler makes the wrong decisions and he decides not to get into the L6? Does he survive this far? I like to think that he will, or that he would, excuse me. But it doesn't matter. It's all for nothing. We'll never know. And that's just kind of the shame of it. In past seasons, great players were always working their way out of trouble. Dr. Will saw adversity. Boogie as well. Dan was on the block a few times. He had the heat on him a lot. Think about that season 14. He was running for his life a lot. And even in his season 10 where he was matched, that was what made Dan great, is that Dan would get in trouble and find a way out. You see it in the opening when he says, I take a carrot bath. This guy wants to get me out. And he doesn't get to do it. Because Dan found ways out of trouble. And that's not Tyler's fault. I'm not blaming Tyler for that. But I'm just sad that it takes away from us being able to see how great of a player Tyler really can be without L6. But more credit to him, right? Danielle Reyes on the block. Week one in season seven. And she was on the block for a good reason. She tried to sabotage the HOH in season seven. First week. 
and she was able to flip that on Allison Irwin, who I think is actually a really good player. I really liked Allison Irwin in her season, not to take anything away from June. But she's able to flip out of it. Would Tyler have been that good? I don't know. I'd like to think he was. He would have been. I need to believe he was going to be that good if needed. But this is where we are. We're in a dominance of level six in this season. And now the most powerful alliance is has absolutely strangled this season to death. Again, not by their fault. This is what we're stuck with. But fear not. Do not let your heart be troubled because these, these last few weeks are going to matter, and it's going to make or break this season. And I have a feeling this season is going to get really, really good. <coughs> Sorry, I've got the coughs, but I think this season is going to actually take off to be a good one. But I don't want to mistake. I don't think Tyler isn't deserving. It's not that I think Angela's not deserving. They're very much worthy. They're, they're very worthy of their positions. They're very worthy of the win. But it's just made this, sizzle, this season kind of fizzle out for me because we never see them really truly deal with adversity. We never see them their game at its limit, what they do when their game's at its max. And I think we're going to find that out. Maybe we find that out. I, I, I'm planning on this happening in the next couple of weeks. But it's no surprise we see Tyler get the next HOH after Angela has dealt her own blow to the crumbling hive. And the, the, the three weeks of that before that were really, really bad HOHs for this season. And let's talk about Tyler because he is the biggest thing on this show. Tyler is immediately targeted by JC to arrange the nominations. And I think J.C. makes some excellent points. Now, I I told you guys, and we're going to talk a little bit about J.C. coming up, but J.C.'s a guy that I'm on and off the fence with all the time. Sometimes I think he's a good player. Sometimes I wonder. I mostly think he's a good player. I don't think the Fezzi – I don't think him sending Fez out was, was really helpful to him. But. As the title suggests on this show, he finds another person to work with, so i got to give J.C. a ton of credit. And I think that some of Tyler's downfall, a little bit for me, is that he doesn't take good advice very seriously. He's got to attack his alliance at some point. I think he's got to get rid of Angela. I get it. They're in a showmance. Congratulations, showmance fans. You got it. You finally got it. Gosh, so close to not having to deal with it. But here we are. And I've said in my notes here, I think Brett wins an HOH soon. And when he does, he's just maverick enough to get rid of Tyler or Angela. Now, we've seen this develop this week, and these notes sometimes are pretty old. But the truth is, Brett rids the house of Tyler or Angela Everyone else is on equal ground, okay? So that Brett has an HOH now. Haley's had her own. Casey's had hers. She's had POV wins. JC doesn't have anything, but JC's played a decent game for who he is. Everybody, once you get rid of Tyler and Angela, everybody has an equal shot kind of at this point. 
with the with the exception of Sam. Sam's probably somebody you take and you drag to the final two to win. You go ahead and let her win, lose out of the HOH comps, the final HOHs. <laughs> you let her lose out of the three-part series because she's not going to win them, and then you pick her to take with you. You take Sam with you. That is a slam dunk win. I'm not sure that Brett's not aware of that. You know, I said Brett. Brett, to me, was somebody who was talking about how smart he was. And I said this, if you go back to the first show, I really felt like he was somebody that was going to brag about how intelligent he was and wasn't going to be intelligent at all. I have to take a lot of that back because I think Brett is smart. And I love his cavalier attitude. A lot of people hate it. I love it. I love a guy you're just not sure what he's going to do. We've seen discussions with J.C. Uh, and Brett about how they're getting, they're looking at getting rid of Angela. The level six is going to run out of food, and it's starting to happen right now. But when we talk about Tyler, his discussions with J.C. really worry me. First off, again, I think J.C. is somewhat right about the points he makes. You've got to get rid of these guys at some point. And what did Tyler think? He's got a final two with with J.C. What did he think J.C. was going to come talk to him about? Tyler, this is the danger of having all of these final twos and protecting them. You have to let some of them die. You have to let some of them go on the block and you have to tell them, I'm going to try to get you off the block, I'm going to try to save you, and you've got to let them go. Because when you get stuck at the end like this, and you've got nothing but these final two deals, now that's what makes them cushy-cushy, sure. But this is dangerous as you go, because now people want something from you. And here comes JC. He wants to cash in that final two. Taylor needs to make a move on Angela. We keep saying that. But what worries me is Tyler's reluctance to engage the kill switch. He gets extremely defensive at the thought of putting Angela or Casey uh, up. He gets very defensive at the fact of them going home. He knows that she might be in his way, but he's going to use the too soon thought. And that's really dangerous for a player like him. Tyler can drag anyone into that final two, and with the exception of Angela. And we're getting to the point where maybe the exception of KC, if she comes on strong as she is. Can Tyler beat Angela? Probably. Should he risk it? No. Because eventually everything that Tyler was going to do and did and every uh, every final two he made, it's all going to come out. It's going to come out at some point. It's going to come out in the jury house. It's going to come out somewhere, these, these deals that Tyler makes with people. And this is going to be a very bitter jury. He's done a great job at jury management. He's done a great job playing the game. He has secured himself. Hats off to Tyler. But Tyler is going to have to get dirty. And when Tyler gets dirty... It's going to be bad because it's going to be a 180 from who Tyler is believed to be in this house. Or if he doesn't, he will lose because somebody will strike him. 
Tyler needs to heed the warnings of Brett and JC and his reluctance to make a move are probably going to set him up for a later problem. And I believe that. And how do I know that? Because Tyler wins a HOH comp that is completely unnecessary. We have talked about this and talked about this. Tyler wins these POVs. Tyler wins these HOHs. He does these things that he doesn't need to do. It is not necessary. He is too set in the game. He needs to let other people make those moves because when you become HOH, when you be when you win these vetoes, when you do that, you're at a point now where almost everybody you have a final two deal with is going to be on the block. That means they expect you to save them when the veto comes up. They expect you not to nominate them at HOHs. They expect you to nominate other people that you need to that you, they need to get out of the way for you two to get to the final. And that's what JC's saying. If we have a final two deal, why are you hanging on to Angela? She's in our way. Let's get rid of her. And Tyler is so obviously defensive about this that it only leads to more problems for him as this showmance begins to develop. The only part of Tyler's game that I hate is his comp wins. I'm an anti-comp win guy. I think you've got to do it when you're in trouble, but I think if you don't need to do it, you don't touch it. And Tyler has continued to be involved with wins and wins and wins, as is Angela. Let Angela do your dirty work. You don't need these HOHs. And, of course, Angela had it last week, but, okay, Casey's got you. Brett's got you if you play it right. JC's got you. And Haley might even be dumb enough to let you live. I mean, we've seen some crazy things here. And everybody loves Tyler, which is great. Again, that all has to change at some point. I mean, do you think JC, Casey, Brett, Haley, you think they see them themselves winning at the end with Tyler sitting there? This realization is going to kick in, and it's going to kick in on Angela, too. She's a good player. She's dumb at jury management. I think a lot of the people, a lot of the things said about her attitude are true. We already saw that people in the jury can't stand her, according to Scotty. Does she really want to take Tyler? Can she win next to Sam? She can win next to Sam. I don't think the jury hands Sam this win. Realization is going to kick in. And to me, Tyler's way too confident in his final two deals everywhere. But for now, he's sitting nicely. Can't take anything away from him. Oh, winning these comps will, will just make him a pure risk going forward. And it'll make him a risk going in the final two. Brett and Angela in particular aren't that stupid. I imagine Haley isn't either. These people are not going to want to take him to the final two. Which means they've got to get rid of him when they can. Everyone's looking at Angela. They want to get rid of Angela. But is Angela going to be as strong without Tyler? Probably probably stronger. 
and through all of this discussion that we're talking about with J.C. trying to point out the obvious to Tyler, which I am on board with J.C. here. I, I, I agree with you. And it also set J.C. up to kind of find out what's going on with Tyler and what his brain, where his brain's at. It also puts J.C. on thin ice. But he's not done yet. I told you guys two, two weeks ago, J.C. needs, needs Fessy in this game. J.C.'s downfall is getting rid of his puppet. J.C. should have protected Fezzi, let Haley take undeserved credit for reasons to go home, and kept Fessy around. Haley gone only makes Fessy closer to J.C. if he keeps him, and it was J.C.'s biggest mistake not to do it. He uses Fessy as a meat shield to last and last and last as long as he can. And maybe, just maybe, with Haley out of the picture, that Fessy focuses on the game and actually realizes he's got to win. That's all helps J.C. It protects him a little bit longer because he is not high on this totem pole of the L6. He's not even involved in it. The only thing that was valuable to the L6 for J.C. was that he had information on Fessy. And that that's done. So now that Fessy's gone and he doesn't have anybody to spy on, who does J.C. annoy? L6, meaning that he's annoyed Tyler and Angela. And guess what? Fessy's gone. Guess he's not really needed anymore. JC. His best game, he just needed Fessy, and it was just disappointing to JC make that vital mistake. He went against his own, own interest in sending uh, Fessy home. But I think it gave him an opportunity to lock in a final two with somebody that would have taken him. Fessy definitely would have taken J.C. to the end. And, again, I think maybe having Haley out of the way makes Fessy maybe compete a little bit better in comps. And I think J.C.'s done a really good job with Tyler and Angela of taking the target from Fessy to himself. J.C. lost his best bet. He's grabbing at straws, which literally means naming everyone but himself to Tyler as nominees. And that gets old real quick, and we're seeing that already. We saw that with Tyler this week. He was getting really fed up with J.C. not telling him, we've got to put these people up. What about this person? What about this? And J.C. losing his puppet, and Fessy lost his leverage in this game. But there's something that's really important that develops here. Where he lost Fessy, he gains bread. And in that, you give J.C. a ton of credit. Masterful. That might be strong. But incredibly strong to be able to jump from Fessy, who I thought, this guy's in trouble now, to jump to Brett and really get in a little better position now. J.C. deserves a ton of credit. For all the banging on his head I just did, the credit comes down to J.C. surprising me and getting Brett's ear. And I believe, I told you guys earlier, and I'm going to stand by it, I'll die on this hill, Brett is going to be the guy who will pull the trigger if he gets an opportunity on L6. And I stand by that. I don't think Brett chickens out of that move. Where J.C. annoys Tyler... He inter- he's interesting to to Brett. 
Brett feeds into J.C.'s paranoia, and Brett gets a little bit of, him, of it himself. And J.C.'s right. J.C. might have overextended his credit with Tyler now that Fessy's gone, but it looks like Brett is ready to run a tab with him. And that's going to be huge. Because if anything happens with this, if somehow J.C. survives this week, I do give Brett a lot of opportunity here to pull home on HOH. And Brett's going to maybe get that double eviction HOH. And if you want to know the best time to strike at your alliance, it's double eviction. It's the moment you can strike quick right now, and everybody's left guessing what happened. And guess who can't play in that first HOH? Tyler. Brett's agreeing with J.C. on the threat of the girls in the house and how Tyler seems to be inching closer to Casey and Angela. My hope is that Brett does go rogue, win an HOH, and takes a shot at Angela. I think, it'll be, I think it will be Angela because Brett seems to have a little bit of a soft spot, still, soft spot still for Tyler. And, you know, we saw that in the discussion tonight. We saw that in the discussion where Brett was telling J.C. that, hey, man, whenever I go to hang out with Brett it's, uh, or when I go to hang out with Tyler, I feel like I'm a third wheel. You know, every time I go to hang out with, with Tyler, here comes Angela. You know, you're right. Something's up with this. And this develops into the obvious Angela-Tyler showmance that is the most obvious secret on the planet. They hang out in the HOH room constantly together, but yet don't want anybody to know that they're a showmance because they know it's a risk. Bad news for both of you. Here comes the obvious train hitting you in the face. People know. They notice when you go up to the HOH room and you disappear. They really, really, truly notice this. The two best players in the house have a showman's. There's no way this can actually last without it ending in some kind of disaster. They're going to have to have a realization that they kind of go to final two. Now, Tyler can probably take Angela to final two and sneak it out because there's a lot of hatred for Angela in the jury. But Angela has to realize that she can't take Tyler. And in the back of their minds, they both know this. I'm telling you, these are two very smart players who know it in the back of their minds already. That they may not be able to take the other person. And we see J.C. obsessing over it. And now we see Brett seeing how close they are. And he's right on board. This showmance should have been shelved for the after show, guys. Should have been shelved for the after party. You want to make out after after party? Be my guest. But this showmance is not good. It's not good for their situation, and it's not good for this week coming up. Of course, we see nominations. We're left with no surprises. If Tyler continues to play, it's not the time. It's not the time yet. Card, and he nominates the two most obvious choices in Scotty and Haley. And I'll say this: for all the things that Haley's done wrong. I want to give her credit. I want to give her credit for actually being the strongest and smartest person on the other side of the house. Her intuitions were always right. I mean, not maybe always right, but she was right a lot on a lot of the things she tried to tell her alliance to do. Her move always came out from the or always came from the right position in the game. 
She was just literally surrounded by people who wouldn't listen to her who were stupid. Especially Fess. I mean, how many times do we see her and Fess talking and her pleading with Fess to make a different decision than he's made and Fess completely saying, we got this, dog. The dumbest person in the game had control over one of the better players that should have had a better opportunity. And I really wasn't a Haley person at the beginning. I really didn't. She kind of disappeared. She really went around. She kind of, you know, seemed like she wasn't really there. And then she shows up. And I think she's still there. And it's just a sad situation that she really wasn't a bad player, and she's not a bad player in any way. Haley hooked her wagon to the wrong horses. Everybody blew her off. Over and over, her points and concerns were discarded. She was right almost every time. And I say this because despite her nomination, Haley goes and cries for a little bit. And she still finds a way to put on her big girl pants and talk to Tyler to see if there's anything that she can do to save herself. That's game. That's not quitting. All right? That's game. And that gets a lot of credit from me to Haley. She could say, you know what, I'm doomed. This is it for me. Doesn't know who to believe or who to trust. It would have been easy. But she says, no, I'm going to go talk to Tyler. I'm going to find out if I'm the target. She tries to talk her way into staying but realizes she's got to win the VO. We're going to find out how that worked out. Obviously not very well for her as she's on the block tonight. And Scotty just continues to disappoint. How do you not see yourself as an easy out this week? How do you trust Tyler? How do you how do you trust anyone who's already voted you out? They don't want you back in this game because they don't feel like you deserve to be back in this game. They're happy to see you walk through the door because they feel like you're an easy person to get out of the house because you have this social issue with being able to talk to people in a way that convinces them that you're not scandalous or snaky. Scotty has a way of being very snaky in a hyper way. And it's a hard person it's a hard personality to really jump behind. And through all of this we find out about the Hive Jury Pack. Now a lot of people think this Hive Jury Pack was such a dumb idea by Haley. It was such a dumb idea by Scotty this should have never been talked about. I don't remember exactly who mentioned it. You guys can tweet and let me know. But I like the reveal of the Hive jury pack. I'm going to tell you why. I think this is helpful to Haley or Scotty. This actually gives one of them a shot to go to the end. And right now, it's going to give Haley a shot to go to the end. If she plays it right. Right now, their vote either sticks with the Hive, which is enough votes to pick the winner of Big Brother 20. That means that if you send Haley home right now, they have the votes needed to decide who wins this game. And if they're going to stick to the pact and they're going to agree on a vote, which is crazy, I don't agree with it, but if that's what their agreement is, then you need to take Haley with you to the end. You hold them out of the majority vote when you do that. You take Haley away from being that fifth vote. You take her to the final two, and the four may vote for her, but that's not what you need to win. 
And what if they decide to vote for the best player and they don't feel like it's Haley? I mean, they didn't say they were – I mean, they would vote for members of the Hive, right? But take that vote away. Take that majority vote away. You take a huge risk right now with that coming out of sending Haley into the jury and locking the winner up from the time she walks into that jury. They will agree on who they want to win. It will not matter your game. It will not matter anything. They have decided this person in the final two will win. If I'm Angela, I'm especially not taking that chance. Angela needs to work every bit that she can on Casey to keep Haley in this house. Put up JC and Sam, and I think if Angela has any intelligence, she's going to do that. Put up JC and Sam. Save Haley, because everybody needs to take Haley to the final two. Take that vote away and let the other jurors decide who should win. You're taking a huge you're taking a huge risk on number. You really are, because you might be able to say these four that are left, if I take Haley to the end, these four people are going to vote for Haley, sure. But I'm also risking the other jury members, somebody, Brett, or whoever would go home, also voting for Haley and giving her the win. You're against the wall. And what really looks stupid to me ends up brilliant if these guys think about it and we see Brett really, really think about this. Brett begins to realize, I've got to keep that fifth high vote from going into jury. And if this is accomplished, whoever will take Haley to the end has the best shot of winning. Because you might get those four votes for Haley, they're going to lock in for her. But if you send Haley out that door, you will lock the winner before the game ever ends. They will agree on who to vote for before they ever get there, and they will vote for it. Now we see a POV played, credit where it's due. Casey shows that she's here to play. We're seeing her really start to show up. We saw it last week, we saw it this week, and we saw it tonight. Casey is under the radar dangerous. She won a hacker, uh, hacker comp. She's won POVs. Now she's got an HOH under her belt. This is important for her because I do like Casey, and now she's chipping in to help her alliance. So now she's got arguments for why she should be there. If she doesn't get herself into trouble, she's fine. But does this help her in a final two? I think it does. I think, I, I think like Brett, her HOH is coming. It's come, it's here, and her move here could be very vital. And if Casey is smart, and I don't think she's going to do this, but the best move for Casey is whoever can get rid of Angela really gets a lot of that jury vote. Think about that. Brett sees that. Brett wants to take his shot at Angela because he sees that. But we see that Casey, being a, Casey's issue to me is that I think Casey has a team player mentality. And she will be blinded to me by the idea of team before herself. I think that's who she is. I think she's a professional athlete. I think that's what she's about. And I think she's going to still be playing for that final four when it's past the point. And we see, of course, Casey doesn't use the veto. As I said, non-shocking game move to put the snooze on this for every viewer this season. 
You know, no shake-up, nothing different. Everything stays the same. We see the same thing every time. We see the eviction speeches. Scotty's an idiot. There's no other way to put it. I mean, he's just so awkwardly weird about things. He's uncomfortable. You know, and he comes like a cannon out of that house. You know, and it's he's just, I don't know, poor Scotty. I mean, I, you know, I, I hate bashing the guy after I picked him to win. This guy comes, it's like watching a kid on sugar, you know, just like just ram down seven pixie sticks in a row, set loose in a glass, you know, a house full of ceramics. And the guy's just all over the place. His speech is awful. Obviously he knew he was going home. Haley's was all right. It's nothing special. It's a repeat of what Haley always says on the block. She loves everybody, yada, yada, yada. Scotia unanimously is evicted. I think Haley was the one that should have gone home here. I think Haley's the better player. I think we've seen Scotty's inability to actually have – I mean, he's a dangerous HOH winner by far, but so is Haley. Haley's a very dangerous HOH winner. I think Haley has more opportunity to work her way into an Angela Casey situation where you start seeing the girls softening up to her. Scotty was never going to get that with the guys. But Haley is starting to get that with the girls. I don't think Scotty was the right person to go home tonight for L6. I think it's dangerous for everybody else that Haley's still there. As the L6 begins to fracture, the showmance bring it into that a showmance will bring into the house a lot of shake in the structure. Haley escapes this week and I think it helps her going forward because for her she can make this argument that you don't want me on that jury voting with, with the other four people. You do not want me in that jury deciding who wins because I will have to stick to the pact I made. I am better served going to the final two. That's best for Haley because if she gets those four votes of the Hive pack, she can pull another vote or two possibly depending who she's sitting next to. And don't count her out because I think she can win an HOH. I think you know she's – Maybe survives this week if Angela's smart enough and Brett's smart enough to say, "Look, Haley needs to stay because we don't want to send her. We don't want to send her packing just yet." If they can convince Casey of that to put JC and Sam up and maybe get rid of JC or Sam, I would choose to get rid of JC because you need Sam probably to maybe to drag on the end if Haley doesn't work out. But I found it really, really interesting after the conversation with Scotty that Brett's now into really good jury management. I don't know if you guys saw the goodbye messages to Scotty, but it seems like Brett's starting to realize, damn, you know, they hate Haley. They probably hate me too, and I think that was pretty relevant with what Scotty told him. Now, is all that stuff true? I'd say it's probably true. We don't really see a lot of what been, what's been talked about in the jury, but I have to say, probably pretty accurate. Of course, we see HOH win again, L6, a snooze fest, you know, strangling the season. And really, this is going to be Angela and Tyler's HOH. And I think what we're going to see, and I should have put it in the don't be surprised if category, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Don't be surprised if Brett tries to take Casey and try to, tries to get Casey into seeing the issue with Tyler and Angela being so close. I could see Brett setting Casey aside and saying, look, we've got a problem. 
But I think that Casey is still a team player. Casey's still stuck on that Final Four, and I think she'll be committed, especially to Angela. But I think that Angela realizes that if she takes Haley, she's got a better shot at winning than if she doesn't. Brett sees it as well. I think that Casey gets talked into the nominees being JC and Sam. Casey won't get any blood on her hands. There's no worry about what the jury shift will be. I see that it's probably going to be JC. Sam will probably be saved for a possible final two drag for an easy win because JC may have an argument. Don't be surprised if JC and Brett go through a plan to rid the house of Angela. We already kind of saw that tonight. Hey, guys, believe it or not, I write these notes early. So some of these come to fruition. It's pretty amazing. Don't be surprised if we see Tyler break his normal laid-back self to fight off the efforts to get Angela sent home. Brett's going to make a move on it. It's going to cause a major rift between him and Tyler. We're going to see how Tyler handles this adversity because I think that Brett has his set on the prize of, of Angela. If he serves Angela, just like he said, on a silver platter to the jury, does he get forgiven for a lot of the moves he didn't make throughout the season? I think so. I think the jury looks at him and says, I, I, we don't like you, but damn if you didn't give us Angela. The truth of the matter is is that when you get down to the end of the season, what matters is what you do in these next four weeks. That's what matters because people in general have a short memory, and their time in the house is limited from their point of view. They don't get the opportunity that we get. It's easy for us to make decisions and tell people what they should decide to do in this house. It's very easy. But the truth of the matter is is that they have a point of view that is one-sided. The things that they see and the things that they absorb and digest are not what we see. We see it as a whole. They see it as one-dimensional. So anything that happens in this last few or four weeks is what really matters. If you get to the final HOH and you send home Tyler or you get rid of Tyler in the next four weeks, <clears throat> if Brett got rid of Tyler in two weeks from now, and he sends Tyler home. And the jury asked Brett, what was the big move that you made? His answer is, I sent home the best damn player in this game. And anyone who sends Tyler home can take that prize. And every jury member who's considering voting for that person will consider that heavily. He's right. He got rid of the best player. He really did. He did something that nobody else could do. That's huge, and Brett knows that. I'm telling you, Brett's smart enough to see that. But he's hoping that banking on Angela does that. But banking on Angela being the person that he sends home will bring repercussions from Tyler because Tyler is not ready to let go of the things that he needs to let go of. I love Tyler's game. I told you the two things that I, the one thing that I can't stand is that he wins too many things that he doesn't need to win. The other thing I don't like about Tyler is that I think he holds on too tight to things that he needs to let go of. These final two deals, Angela, the final four, all these things you've got to let go of. Look at your position. Look at your strength. Look at where you're going to be down the road and plan for it. I feel like Tyler is still trying to hold an alliance maybe together that he needs to get rid of. And he needs to get rid of Angela, and he needs to get rid of Casey. 
don't be surprised if Casey makes a move to be a front runner soon. And what I mean by that is Casey's starting to make huge efforts to win these comps. She's doing a great job. She's being the person that we kind of thought she would be when she came in. She was physical. She was athletic. She was uh, and she, very likable. Seemed like she had a good head on her shoulders, very balanced. And it was like, okay, this person could come in and really compete. And she laid back for a very long time. And now, as we've talked about before, numbers dwindle. Your odds get bigger. You can win things that you couldn't win before. Okay, which gives Brett a great chance here to pull off a HOH soon. Maybe in a double eviction. Right? So now the numbers have dwindled. The opportunity share and the odds of her being able to be more of a player have come into play, and she has grabbed onto it, and she's made it happen. That's what I mean by moving to be the front runner. And if Casey's that person that's keeping to win POVs and she's taking that Tyler spot of being able to win these HOHs at the end, Casey's going to start looking like a front runner to win this game. And she could be Tyler's biggest enemy in the next few weeks. Don't be surprised. If Casey continues to do the things that she's doing, that Tyler doesn't look at this as a problem. Angela and Tyler's showmance is pretty much revealed to everyone. Everyone is already picking up on it. Casey and Brett are not going to be okay with it. You're going to see some discussion between Brett and Casey. Don't be surprised if Brett tries to convince Casey that it's time to get rid of Angela. But don't be surprised that Casey doesn't feel like, well, I don't know if I want to get rid of Angela, but I might be willing to get rid of Tyler. Don't be surprised if that discussion isn't at least talked about or brought up. Don't be surprised if Brett wins the next HOH in the double eviction and backdoors Angela. Don't be surprised, through all the excitement of the L6 strain, that Haley finds some safety in Angela and Casey. Especially as this L6 begins to stress, just begins to stress. And Brett realizing that he's kind of on the outside looking in, and if he can convince Casey that she's on the outside looking in, that there's a definite final two deal. Hey, look, I know we have a final four, but I'm going to tell you something. There's a final two deal up there in that HOH room right now. Well, it's not it's our HOH, but you know what I'm saying. Think about where they were all last week. Think about where they're going to be this whole time, because they're not going to be able to keep their handsies off each other. They're going to be playing footsies. They're going to make it really obvious that they've got a relationship because people in relationships just aren't good at keeping it private in a house that small with cameras everywhere and people watching everything that you do. You just can't do it. Where's Tyler? I don't know. He's behind the bathhouse making out with Angela. There we go. It's going to happen. So don't be surprised if Brett wins this next HOH uh, in double eviction and tries to backdoor Angela and get rid of her. I see him pulling the move. I've said it for the last couple of weeks. Brett will be the guy, I think, that will make that move. L6 strain is going to pull Haley closer to Angela and Casey. And I think Haley gets to the Final Four. That is my – don't be surprised if Haley gets to the Final Four. Now, we saw a lot of discussion about double eviction plans between a couple of the groups. And – they really want to nominate at the pa- in the past. This was probably a couple of weeks ago. They really wanted to nominate Sam and Haley in a double eviction. Go ahead and take one of them out. So I kind of think that that is maybe what Tyler and Angela are still thinking will happen. 
It's going to be interesting, this double eviction, to see if that is what sticks. But this is going to be a really, really, really interesting week because it's going to be interesting to see where Casey's at. And is Casey somebody who can throw the kill switch? I don't believe she will. I think, again, Casey is a team-first mentality. But I could see Brett getting in her head. Let's hope that happens because it's going to be a really killer week if that happens. If we just teeter on some excitement, man, it'll be nice to get some goosebumps. Now, guys, here's my gamers and lamers. Actually, before we get into gamers and lamers, I always have to run this commercial for our friends Morty. If you would, give me two minutes. We're going to run that Morty's commercial. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the gamers and lamers of the week. Hold on, guys. You're listening to the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. Casey now has an HOH under her belt. 
We're going to see whether or not Casey is a big big player or a small player. We're going to find that out this week. I'm going to guess on the small player end of things. But we can always hope that maybe Brett gets in there, maybe J.C. gets in there. I think J.C. probably needs to stay out of it, let Brett do his work. Now, the bad part about all this is that this can all blow up in Brett's face and she could go rat him out to Tyler and Angela. But I have a feeling that Tyler and Angela probably already have a feeling that Brett is feeling this way. There's a lot of feels in there. But I have a feeling that they're already going to know how Brett is looking at this. And they're probably already going to see uh, – you're already going to probably see a plan to get rid of Brett. They're probably really weirded out by the decisions he might make. I put J.C. in there where J.C. Fall, fails with Angela and Tyler. He was successful with Brett where he lost a puppet in Fez, and I didn't think that was a smart move. He's now got Brett's ear, and he's now making moves with Brett. He's got Brett believing that – and rightfully so. This Angela-Tyler thing is a problem and that they need to get rid of Angela or Tyler now or get rid of Angela because J.C. still thinks this final two with Tyler is valid. So they both want to get rid of Angela. They're both on the same page. i got to give J.C. a ton of credit for continuing to make the move. You know, he said that he puts his foot on the accelerator, and he doesn't slam it down. He just pushes it just enough to get where he needs to get. Congratulations on J.C. I know there's a lot of hate for him, but this aspect of the game, i got to give him credit. Uh, Brett's a gamer, finally realizing that Angela and Tyler are dangerous together. He's starting to realize it, and I think he's listening to correct advice by J.C. that this thing needs to be dealt with. I'm hoping that Brett actually makes a gamer move very soon. Uh, Haley is somebody that I put in the gamer list. Despite being a target, she's playing the best she can with the cards that she's being dealt. I love that about her. Uh, I was not a huge fan of her coming into this thing, but I really, really appreciate her game. She may not be the best, she may not be the smartest, but I think that she is a gamer. I think she's tried to do her best to be a gamer, and like I said, hooked her horses up to the wrong wagon. But she survives this week, and the L6 fracture is going to help her stay alive a little longer, I think. Not to mention if she can convince others to take her to the final two to disrupt the high, the high jury pact uh, by leaving votes short for them. I, I think that that really does help her. I think all of that coming out, I can't remember if it was Scotty or her, but all that coming out was huge because that's actually, I think, if Haley plays that and continues to push that, that is an excellent point for anyone, especially Angela, who doesn't need that fifth vote there. And who's laming? No surprise, Scotty. He just can't catch a break. What? Probably my worst pick ever. Oh, man, I'm so, I'm so mad at myself for that pick. And, of course, Sam. Sam gets weirder and weirder every time. Every opportunity she gets, she just gets weirder. I don't know where Sam ends up in this game, but it's not in the front. I could see her being dragged to the end by somebody who wants an easy win, maybe a Haley. But it would be difficult to see her actually do anything here. She's pretty non-threatening. But I do see her on this block next week as she's sitting next to J.C., and this is going to get interesting because J.C. just might throw a fit beyond epic proportions because J.C. is paranoid and J.C. has a bit of an issue when he's caught with something, as we saw with Bailey, wanting to put him up during her HOH, Fessy going and helping him out. J.C. flips out, goes to talk to Bailey that he didn't need, you know, don't, you know, Fessy, blah, 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 getting mad about Flip, Fessy helped him. For all the things that we've seen J.C. do right coming through this game, we're going to see a lot of wrong if he gets on that block. I can guarantee you 
that J.C. is going to make some mistakes if he gets on this block, and he might just seal his fate if he's sitting on that block. Sam's a, guy, Sam's a girl that they're going to really want to get out of the house because she's annoying him. She's an easy out. I don't know that I don't know that Tyler will be able to pull the trigger on, on, on J.C., and I don't think Brett will. So you're going to probably see Sam in a lot of trouble, but you're going to see K, J.C. do everything he can to make things difficult for not, not sending him home. That's a guarantee. Guys, again, I'm so sorry about that last uh, broadcast we did that was so epically awful. Obviously, we've gotten things straightened out. Sound sounds great through my end. Hope it sounds great through your end. And we will continue this next week as we hope to see something really crazy happen under KC's uh, HOH. Again, don't hold your breath on that one. I don't know that that's going to really happen, but let's hope that it does. Until then, guys, be good to each other. I'll see you next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the Big Brother After Show, and I'm your host, Sam. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> bye bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.